Welcome to an all-new episode of The Next Report, covering Unix and Overlooked Pop Culture. I'm Thomas. I'm Stephen Kelly. Uh, this week is finals week, so Stephen Tompkins has kind of taken a break from the podcast. He's a computer science major at the University of Central Missouri, meaning his finals week is going to be pretty intense, yeah. to say the least. Um um, I know somebody who also is a student there. They have to change their majors because of an injury that requires morphine to treat their pain, which the bad part about morphine is it's destroying the logical side of his brain. So he has to switch. He'll probably be switching to an art major. So that, that should give you an idea of, of how challenging such a major can be. Um, so this week... We're discussing something along, sort of along the technology lines, but more of the social implications thereof. You, you've, uh, you've seen the recent news on the um, Xbox One, right? Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, there, there's the console wars, which some have argued is ridiculous. Well, the first thing started with people doing uh, the whole Amazon fight, if you recall. Um, elaborate on that one a little bit. So, um, the PlayStation 4 came out um, first out of the two. There was a one-week gap between them. This is in America. And anyone can post a review on Amazon, as you know. Um, It says verified or something to that effect on there if you've actually purchased it through them and then you review it. But anyone can get on there and do it. So, all of a sudden, queue up the PlayStation 4 coming out. And there were a few systems that messed up, and they most definitely were the ones that were from Amazon for whatever reason. But uh, Xbox militant Xbox fans jumped on there and started like basically just like doing one star reviews and saying, "Oh, this you know ate all my games and you know a bunch of the most slanderous stuff they could possibly say." <laughs> and you know, no one no one was fooled by it. And then the following week, my, the Xbox One launched, and the exact same thing happened. So, you know, and there were some videos up of, like, people that had some problems with their systems, but that happens any time a console launches. That's why I never buy them right, right away anymore, because every time I've done that, it ends up being buggy or something. Right. You, you, you had... It's been happening more and more as of late. Like, older consoles... Did they have that same issue where when they first came out, there were so many bugs in the first batches of units that... Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, ever since I can remember them having... You know, I, I wasn't really a hardcore gamer at all until the PlayStation 1 came out. But if you recall, the original PlayStation, um, where it had the little... The, it was, you know, the gray one with the flip top. That one had, uh, like, no fan in it whatsoever, so it basically had, the first run of them had a horrible overheating problem where eventually if you had a first, because, you know, if you think about it, that console was launched in, like, 94, 95, it didn't actually really take off until around 96, Final Fantasy VII especially, like, when those games started coming out. Right. So you had three years where the, the those initial systems started just messing up, so anyone that had some of those older consoles, because if you remember PlayStation 1 when it first came out, had enormous boxes the games were in and stuff, it was like a completely different system almost then. Right. And so since then, 
you know, mostly Nintendo consoles are fairly, you know, they're not free of errors, but I've noticed that they generally have a better time with their consoles. Like, I, I know that um, the Wii, the first run of them, one of the laser was really susceptible to, uh, like, cigarette smoke, and that was about the only real issue. Wow. But the Sony systems, like the first runs of PS2s, like after a while started breaking, uh, the first runs of PS3s. It's pretty much like unless you you are definitely an early adopter, it's almost a bad idea to get one <laughs> to get a system at launch. Right. But now more and more people are. It, it's sort of like this is reminding me of like the the whole Kansas City Chiefs versus uh, Oakland Raiders <laughs> feud, which to me is absolutely. Asinine and ridiculous, but whatever. But but some fun can be had out of it too. And one of those pieces of fun with the Xbox One, one of the big complaints, um, Sony had some credit for a while in terms of backwards compatibility, but even that's kind of gone away to a degree. A lot of people were complaining that the 360 games were basically now useless because of the Xbox One, there's no backwards compatibility. Well, all of a sudden, instructions, quote-unquote, started appearing online <laughs> saying, hey, you enable the developer console, you put in this setting, you reset your console, bam, you'll unlock the ability, you'll unlock backwards compatibility. Um, no, it, um, it bricked the box. Now, the problem with their developer's console thing is it's not actually anything that's been released yet. Which confuses me as to why it's on there if it isn't actually implemented yet. But that's you know aside from that, basically uh, what you're doing is you're enabling software that is not there, and then basically people that were doing it would just completely kill their system entirely. <laughs> Pretty much, and that's that was the problem. Somebody on Reddit, I believe, had revealed, "Hey, there's a developer console on here, or there's a development." mode on here, which was cool, but developers of Microsoft were like, whoa, whoa, stop right there, this isn't ready yet, which sounds like it was something that they were going to enable to be ready in future updates. Oh yeah, they've already said it's supposed to come out here in the next few months, supposedly. So what what happened is people blindly followed the instructions, (laughs) bricked their $500 system, and from the sense of it, there's currently, as of the time of this recording, is no way to reverse this at all. In past situations like this, I know they've been able to, re- to release like boot d- uh, discs or you know ways to do it, fix it that way. So hopefully, those people can cross their fingers that they didn't just waste five hundred dollars. But <laughs> it's not looking good. And the point of origin for this is a website that. Is very infamous. You either love it, hate it, or indifferent, but a lot of people will know what this website is. It's called 4chan, which came, which at some point I'm looking at this going, okay, <laughs> well done on the prank. It looked legit and official looking and everything else. Confirmed by Lifehacker or something like that. I'm like, oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they might as well say it's it's proven by Snopes on there too, or something. Right, <laughs> right. That's that's the barometer for everything on the internet. Well, yeah, <laughs> but they, so they they effectively trolled Xbox fanboys and girls, and 
Oh, wow. And so, Microsoft, at this point, does not need any other bad press because, uh, you know, we'll talk about this actually in a future episode, but the run-up to the launch of the Xbox One has been a little bit uh, uh, not well done. You know, they had some issues as far back as E3 back in July where oh, the whole system... You know, it's doing pretty well right now, but they have an upward battle at this moment. The last thing they need is a bunch of people on... Because, you know, this thing's propagating through social media, so someone will see it on Facebook and be like, Oh, cool! Brick their system, and they call it Microsoft, and they can't help them. <laughs> and it got so bad that um, Microsoft took to Twitter, somebody from Microsoft took to Twitter saying, um, uh, No, this is false. You will render your system inoperable. Don't do this. Um, this... Episode we're talking about, you know, the, as some of you probably figured out by now, the topic of choice for this episode is something called trolling. And <laughs> <laughs> um, trolling is you're baiting people and rolling them up, essentially. And it's existed for a long, long time. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can think of like back to even like P.T. Barnum was technically trolling people because he would, you know, put out letters that say, you know, come up here on Friday, there's going to be a six-foot man-eating chicken. And people were like, oh my god, there's a six-foot chicken. And, it, it, you know, it's you know, so they go up there and there's a six-foot-tall man sitting in a room eating, a, you know, fried chicken or something. And they paid five, you know, like two dollars or something to see this. And they leave going, oh, he got us again. Yeah. Sleight of hand <laughs> and everything else. And there's a sucker born every minute. And... Now, with the speed of technology these days, it's probably every second or millisecond and what have you, because this isn't the first time 4chan has tricked people. Oh, no. um, pretty, pretty much now, when any new technology comes out, they're going to pull something like this, I think. And, and the thing is, according to the Daily Dot, they managed to wait until like this month to pull this stunt, <laughs> which in and of itself is a miracle. But it was, it was, it was, okay, that one was, whether somebody likes or hates that site, that, that, that was a good prank. That was well done. Effectively executed. Um, especially the iPhone, um, waterproof. Well, yeah, they, they did a similar thing where they, someone looked like they, you know, they, they looked like a professional ad. They basically made two ads that I saw. There might have been more. And it was, you know, the new Apple iPhone 5S, you know, now waterproof. Which, which, and so, of course, people see this, and it looked like a legit thing. So what do they do? They drop it in water, which I don't quite understand that because, like, for instance, my glasses that I'm wearing are shatter-resistant, but I never went home and, I, you know, was like, well, I'm going to get a sledgehammer and test this out. <laughs> so I don't understand why people immediately jump to the conclusion of dunking their iPod into the water in the first place, but... There was another one that uh, allegedly, if you dropped your iPod, it, it had some kind of way of sensing that and had a rumble feature that would flip it over so it wouldn't land screen first. And, of course, people dropped their iPod on the ground and shattered the screen. Um, so, so, like, you looked on Twitter or something and people were, like, you know, yelling at, my, at Apple, like, oh, this didn't work. And Apple's like, yeah, that isn't ours, and why would you do that, <laughs> basically? <laughs> It's, it's hilarious. There, there was even this whole... One of those ads on the Daily Dot, there was more than two, actually, mm. um, indicated that the new feature would come with the system with the system update to the latest iOS. 
whoops. <laughs> so, so people are like, why are people thinking that they can get this extra hardware-based feature by updating their software on their phone if it was never there in the first place? <laughs> the whole detection of it being wet, shutting down immediately so nothing shorts out. I'm like, that's the problem is you get gullible people that will fall for this kind of stuff. And that, and it's it's hilarious and unfortunate at the same time. And I'm just, oh. Well, it's like, it, you know, one of the funny things you can look at online is you'll see people that uh, their hobby appears to be going on Yahoo uh, Answers and screwing with people. There was one I saw the other day where some someone, probably a teenager, I don't know, someone younger, asked uh, basically something to the effect of, you know, I know that The Hunger Games is based on a true story, but no one, you know, everyone keeps telling me it isn't. And I don't understand why. And then some guy got, went on there and said, "Well, it actually is. You see, it's, it, it took place after World War II." And he wrote this ridiculous, like, fake history lesson about it. And she's like, "Oh, thanks." And so that person now thinks that this fictitious movie is a true story of what happened in the fifties. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, so basically, trolling involves messing with people, pranking them. Um, it, a lot of it is lightheartedness. It brings me back to memories of of me discovering online bulletin boards, um, not not the dial-in dollop BBSs that people older school than myself have used. But this was back when I was in high school. Chat rooms were not allowed to be used at all. Yeah. But then I was like, wait a minute. This, this site here uses something called a message board. It's not technically a chat room. It's Leave a message, and they'll get back to you later. Okay, they can't say anything about that, which they really didn't. So I'm on forums, doing all sorts of things, discovering the magic of creating multiple user names before having a better understanding of IP logs, or the concept thereof, and the IP address. So I would create multiple personalities, which was kind of fun, and I've grown out of it. You mentioned glitches in a previous episode. Uh, the missing number glitch, which was which was propagating rumors of hidden Pokemon. One, and people were like, oh, there's a blue version of Pikachu and all that sort of stuff, and blah, 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 blah. And so, in a trolling way, now I realize it was trolling, I got onto a forum, here's how to get all the hidden Pokemon, creating a BS set of lists, or steps, to go through. And one of them involved pulling out a joint of marijuana, smoking it. If you don't see them yet, you're not high enough yet. <laughs> and, and the fun was had with that. So, in later years, now I'm like, okay, that, that, that's what trolling was, to a point. And it can be fun, harmless, but it can also get really dark in a, in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. I mean, people, you know, with, with anonymity, people will... You know, they think that they can get away with pretty much anything. And there's a very fine line between trolling and cyber harassment and cyber bullying. And unfortunately, there's been a lot of situations, especially lately, where this has happened, where people, you know, because in, in real life, if you acted the way some people do on the Internet to someone, you would probably get, you know, arrested. But people feel the need to get on there and death threats and all sorts of other things. And I know that. You know, there's some hacker groups that have done this to people, and it, it just crosses a line uh, where it's unethical, and I honestly... That's one reason I'm not a huge fan of those, like, 4chan and stuff like that myself. 
You know, I'm fairly, I'm not like, oh, that site needs to be taken down or anything. I just don't like that culture. And it's like, because, you know, they'll be doing something cool. Like there was uh, some something where this lady, uh, the, I think it was in England, someone found a video of uh, closed circuit TV because you can get on there and, uh, you know, watch those in a lot of places. Someone witnessed someone throwing away a box of kittens, like threw them in a dumpster. So they located where this was and got the lady in trouble. That's cool. That's a nice use of that. And then there's other times where they basically will find someone and, like, do slut-shaming or something to that effect. And, it, you know, people commit suicide for that kind of crap. And that's why, you know, what I, a lot of stuff I do is on the Internet. And being clear on the whole hackerdom thing... Um, there are people who like to act like they're hackers, and then they break certain ethics, and they're not real hackers, and it turns out they don't know what they're doing, and they get caught. Yeah. Um, that that whole ion cannon thing, totally traceable, yeah. unless you're putting it on some sort of hidden network and everything else. Um, groups like 2600 have come out and said, um, there's no way to... There's no way to know whether those tools are trusted or not because the source code's not available, and there's no understanding for it because there is a lack of source code. So a lot of people are doing this. They don't think about the consequences in the real world. Like there was one person who set themselves on fire, and they were egged on wow. while doing it. Um, a hat tip to Curtis Warren off in New Mexico for, for that tidbit of information. Well, it's like the people that would, uh, you know, try to convince Justin Bieber fans that he had cancer, so they shaved their head, and then they tried to... I there was one where they they realized they had the power of these, unfortunately, gullible younger people, that they were that desperate to feel solidarity for Justin Bieber, which, you know, I'm not going to say my opinion of him, but you can kind of gather. <laughs> um, they were like, oh. We got them to shave their heads, and so then they tried to get them to cut themselves. And that there was like a ta uh, Twitter tag cut for Bieber and stuff like that, and it was just like, okay, that's too much. Like, yeah, shaving their heads, that's kind of funny. But trying to get people to commit mass suicide because they think he died or something, no. You know, because it, I, I, personally, like, if I found, if, there's just some people they don't have any, like, uh, Empathy, where if you know they did cause something like that to happen, they just don't care, right? Or they're not as likely to care because they're not there personally witnessing it themselves, and that's and that's why the internet as a concept today is a double-edged sword. On the one hand, it can allow you to be a bit braver, do some stuff you otherwise wouldn't do, and make something of yourself. But at the same time, eh, people tend to that's you know. The phrase that I use is keyboard warrior, basically, yeah. which good, bad connotations all around. Like, there's been some some stuff that's been terrible, including, you know, going to, you know, you know, calling up phone numbers and harassing people and things like that. And then, and then there's really cool stuff like going after the Church of Scientology for the abuses that they've done to other people. Yeah. And everything else. And, and, and the good news is, you know, with the whole concept of quote-unquote anonymous, it's a concept rather than a group, and that's what a lot of people don't understand. That's why it's a segment of anonymous or a contingency thereof, because not everybody's going to act the same. 
The problem is I think there is a group of people within so-called anonymous that think it is a group, and it's kind of like, yeah, we're anonymous, check us out, and they're the ones that do the crap that ends up getting people in trouble. Yeah, unfortunately, and that's the big problem. Because there there were people who, you know, did the whole Guy Fox Max and the whole nine yards and they they were they were doing some nefarious things against the organization I mentioned. the whole black faxes and everything else, making fax printers run out of ink and costing them money and yeah. coming up with all kinds of dubious things and then out comes Mark Bunker saying Look, you're gonna get us in trouble and discredit us if you do this. Please don't do that. Go to there are better methods, and there were enough people going, okay, wise beard man, let's 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 try it his way, and they did. So, and that and that's why I'm like, no, no, it's, this is not a group; it is a concept. That's all it is. So, anytime you you see somebody going, we are anonymous, we're for this cause or that cause, Operation Maryville, re- referencing the the harassment that took place in Maryville as a result of what happened to one woman's daughter. Yeah. Which was not which was not cool at all. And that sort of thing. It's it's more of a contingency and everything else. But some some really hilarious things have come out of it, like the troll face. Oh yeah, I mean there's stuff like that and you go online, you can look up. There's a lot of funny trolling stuff. Like, I was looking at one called Photoshop Trolls the other day that made me laugh because this guy set up a, a website, like, I'll Photoshop anything for free, and so people would send him a picture and he'd just mess with them, you know? They'd be like, hey, can you put this tattoo on me? And they'd make it enormous and put it on their face or something and then, you know, just mess with them. And then there's, like, one of my favorite ones is those the people that mess with... Uh, the Nigerian letter scam guys, because you know a lot of them they don't know very much English, so they'll go on there and just waste their time. Basically, they'll they'll do because you know the Nigerian letter scam. You you'll get those in the mail that says you know I'm I'm a prince or whatever, and they're they're trying to get you to send to send a reply that way they can try to extort money out of you. So people have to try to combat this because it unfortunately screws people over really bad. I've known a few people myself that ended up getting hit by that, and it's not a good thing. No. And so there's people that try to combat it, but in a, in a humorous way, and they'll basically go on there, and they have a point system where if you can, uh, you know, the, the, the biggest is if you can get the person to waste their own money on, like, a plane ticket or something. And they'll just basically get on there, and they create fake accounts of other people, and, you know, they'll create a, a, sto- a situation where, like, you know... The person that they're trying, that the Nigerian person is trying to scam, all of a sudden they find out they're a, a member of the mafia and they've got, you know, t- like five other people that they're talking to. Basically, just it, wasting this guy's time. So he's not going to make any money because he's too busy dealing with this enormous, ridiculous storyline that's going on that he thinks might be real, you know? And they've got, you know, people will sit there and say, like, hey, uh, show, pr- prove to me you're, you're real by, uh, you know, writing. You know, they'll make them hold up a sign that says, I have a small penis or something. And it's then they'll put post that on the internet like, ah, look at this guy. <laughs> <laughs> There's even a meme creator for the Nigerian thing, you know, going. Which which I 
which I put together when we were talking about the Doctor Who episodes. You know, you know episodes found for real, Nigeria, not a scam for real, or something like that. Yeah. Right? And of all things, you know, the image popped into my head, which some people like this radio host, others hate him. But when he showed up on Piers Morgan, trolls had fun with that, no Got matter it. what spectrum they were from. One picture of Alex Jones with a bubble explaining certain st- statistics involving gun crime, what have you. And then another of Piers Morgan with a bubble saying, who do you think did 9-11? And then the final image was the troll face over Morgan's head and that little, little, ah! <laughs> 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 so I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like, you know, it, it can be a reflection of culture. It can amuse and hurt people all at the same time. And it's just, there's a reason the phrase don't feed the trolls exists. Because the more you go on and on, the more they're going to try to bait you and rally you up. Oh, yeah, and you go to any message board, you know, there's there's trolls on there. There's people that, you know, they take great pleasure at pissing off people. Because if you can get on there and start, you know, just acting like a jerk for no reason, you can get people just, like, calling you out on it and going crazy, basically. And, you know, there's people that that's their hobby. Oh, absolutely. Um, and people have even called into C-SPAN trolling them. Um, remember when Mitt Romney was running for president? Oh, yeah. Well, actually, one of the political-wise, have you ever seen, um, oh, what is that group called? There's a, a group of uh, um, activists, and they basically, they will go um, out. They actually did a thing where they, um, the company that runs the, the had a, a base in India, and they, they had the, uh, they the, have you heard of the, the Bhopar accident, like a chemical plant exploded? Well, these, these guys... Um, will go to things like that, and they actually used fake credentials and somehow got their, their way on CNN posing as the head of that, that uh, energy company and was able to uh, basically go on there, and he issued an apology, which the actual energy company flipped out about because they didn't, you know, they don't want to drum up any sort of, uh, any sort of, like, acknowledgement for that because, I mean, it, it was bad. It was a, 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 a chemical explosion that killed in, in pretty much an entire city, basically, down there. But you don't hear about it because, you know, industrial accidents usually get brushed under the rug if they're in a third-world country. Right. But uh, um, I'll try to remember the name of that while, as we're going here, that, that group. I'm, I'm looking at the article on Wikipedia, Bhopal Disaster, and, of course, the little blip of this, the neutrality of this article is disappearing. It pops up. If you scroll down, there's probably a, a listing of it. And I apologize to the listeners for me not remembering. That just came off the top of my head. Um, you sell Union Carbon or Union Carbide Corporation and the government. The, 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 the Yes Men, that's the name of it. Oh, okay. The Yes Men. They are, uh, they are a, uh, they, they've put out some DVDs and, like, there's other ones where they. There was one where they they create. It's kind of like Jackass in a way. It's like one of those things where they'll they'll get a camera and like record people being horrible people more or less. Like they did one where they had created a safety suit that was supposed to be used if there was like a natural disaster, and then they went as far as to have like a presentation for it. And it was basically like a giant bubble that you're walking around in. But the the ones where they've actually snuck onto CNN and stuff are the most crazy because, like, you would think that they would check credentials better, and it's it's the same two or three guys, so it's not like people don't know what they look like. 
Oh my goodness. They even did a thing in downtown New York where they they issued a bunch of newspapers that were all good news and people were like so happy about it, but it was basically showing how like bad the media is cuz it was like people were like, "Whoa, you know, none of it was true, but it was just kind of proving a point." So 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 basically what you're saying is with with how with how gullible the populace is and with the way that they were able to fake their way onto CNN, are, are you telling me it's entirely possible that this group can also get classified information by faking who they are and making their way onto a national television network? See, I don't, I don't know. They, uh, like, the, the, that, the, after they did that, that was, like, their most high-profile thing, and... I would imagine that they got in some serious trouble with that one because they basically... I'm, su- I'm honestly surprised they didn't get sued <laughs> because they posed as that, that energy company and went on there and basically said, yes, we're taking... You know, we did this. and It's just like, ooh. Because <laughs> that, to me, is as risky as uh, posing as some in- somebody from inside the NSA saying, yes, we've overstepped our bounds. We are so very sorry. We're going to try to scale back and be more responsible. Well, and I haven't followed those guys in a while, so to be honest, they may have even done some other stuff like that. It's I, I rented a couple of their DVDs off Netflix a while back. It, it looks like looks like they are doing a crowdfunding thing uh, for the S-Men are revolting. So, so it looks like they're, they're going to get their... put out a... Uh, I don't know how many of them they have, but I know they've done a few of them. Right. So, look, their website is still up, but it's really, real. that is really interesting level of trolling. And, of course, we can't talk about trolling without talking about the one person from Utah who did it before it was cool. And who would that be? Maddox himself. <laughs> I mean, in an article that I, that I wrote a long time ago... One of the general rules of the internet is unless Maddox is crapping all over you, you truly haven't made it yet. <laughs> and and uh, basically, he if he if he's blasting you, you you've pretty much made it. Um, and that's part of the reason why he doesn't answer certain forms of hate mail because he's he's through it and realizes they're trying to get his attention, and he decides not to give them what they want. Well, there's a couple sites like his, like he. For those that don't know, he's got he runs a site called the Best Page in the Universe. Uh, and so if you look that up, basically he he co- goes out of his way to make really abrasive, like one-sided articles that are basically just trying to get people mad at him. And I know, and he used to get tons of hate mail to the point where he would he has a whole section on his site from hate mail where people would take his, you know, because he'll come across like really misogynistic or something, but he's doing it just as a character basically. And people will get just incredibly mad at him. There was another one um, called Real Ultimate Power. I don't, I don't know if you heard of that. It was some guy that was probably like our age made a site pretending to be a seven-year-old kid that was obsessed with ninjas. And he he's basically where that whole Pirates versus Ninjas thing came from. <laughs> and what it was, it was, just, it was supposed to be this, this horrible website from this kid where he was just wrote, wrote a bunch of terrible like fan fiction essentially about ninjas and posted stupid pictures and the whole thing was like as if the kid was like the most it basically if that kid if you knew that kid in real life you would want to kill them it was like the most ADD crazy <laughs> you know like a uh, little smarty pants kid ever and you know there's there, there's a 
a lot of there was a lot of that stuff then, and people just took it way too seriously. <laughs> kind of reminds me too of uh, the kind of stuff that the Iron Sheik posts on his uh, on his Twitter page. It, it looks the real ultimate power dot net. Is that what it is? Yeah, that, that, I think I think if you click on it, it'll it'll play like a MIDI of big, big pimpin' and have uh, it, it. It's a website that looks like a website designed in the late nineties. <laughs> I remember those. It's got like a bunch of like GIF images that are in flames and stuff everywhere. And... Oh, and, and and by the way, every now and then Maddox and his trolling manner comes off with good points, like BuzzFeed, for example. Oh yeah. Well, the like I mean, you saw the one with the the wedding dress review, right? <laughs> Some company was fishing on him and sent him a thing like, "Hey, we we really enjoy your website. Would you like to?" Uh, would you like to do a review for us? And he did a little research and realized they were a wedding veil thing. And he's like, you haven't read any. And he, so to mess with him, he's like, which articles did you like? And they were like, oh, pretty much all of them. So they were full of crap. And he's like, yeah, go ahead and send me a sample. And then he did the most jerky possible, like where he ended up blowing up the wedding veil at the end. And he was wearing a wedding dress and stuff. And it was just like... You know, you, that's the kind of stuff that you'll get in the, the, the mail where these companies are just, like, casting out as big of a net as they can, and he wanted to make light of it. Yeah, sort of like somebody like, Hey, you programming computer code, can you tell me which video card's the best? And I'm responding, Are you serious? <laughs> but, but yeah, um, realultimatepower.net still exists. Oh, my God. That guy, that guy wrote a book and stuff, so, I mean, it's... it's uh, it's an, it, you know, that's it's an old website, but you can kind of see what happens when someone makes it their their job to piss people off, basically. <laughs> and one of the cool parts is I, I forgot to finish my thought on the whole Romney thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Which, by the way, that audio will be in this one. Um, phone caller called in multiple callers, I guess called in, or may have been the same one who knows basically referencing Romney's penis size. And, and this just, is during a live broadcast, I'm assuming, and everything. <laughs> yep. Oh, and, man. And one of the hosts even acknowledged Caller was messing with us, and they got us good. <laughs> but <laughs> it, was, it was just like, oh, my. Oh, my goodness. It, it, was, it, was, it was amazing. But... Um, but yeah, um, there, there's a light, medium, and dark side to the concept known as trolling. And unfortunately, too many people do not separate the Internet from real life. They make the Internet their life. And and that's, I guess, the moral of this episode. You know, that people were convinced that somebody's death didn't actually happen. The, the Which actor was it again? Oh, the Paul Walker thing. That was messed up. Like, they're, they're like, are, are you sure this is real? Like, on the one hand, it's good that people were skeptical because you, you see so many story, fake death stories. John Cena died. Click here to find out well, more. What had happened was, you know, he had that horrible car accident. You know, for those that don't know, Paul Walker's the star of Fast and the Furious movies. Um... And he, unfortunately, died in a, a really bad car accident. Like, he hit, the, as far as people know, they hit a telephone pole and the car exploded, basically. And it was like a, a high-powered, like, sports car. 
Oh. And what had happened is this had this 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 happened, but it, they they didn't tell everybody for a while because. You know, you don't want to just you don't want to you don't want like the person's family to find out from the, the media. You know, it's, it's kind of common courtesy, even though that doesn't really happen anymore. Because I know TMZ jumped on it. Well, some other website posted like a, oh no, this is a hoax type of article. But in fact, that was the hoax. It, you know, it did happen. But a lot of people. So there was like this, like five six hour period where people were arguing with each other whether or not he was dead, and it made it seem like. You know, just the way it went on, people didn't, weren't sure exactly when it actually happened. So it almost made it seem like there was a conspiracy or something to, you know, kill him or something like that. It, right. It was just a bad situation. And um, and official sources late, would later confirm that, yeah, he did in fact pass away. Um, and and the, the, the concept of trolling is so extensive that not even sites like Snopes can ever truly counter them and and maybe in a future episode explain why people should not always overly rely on resources such as Snopes, Fact Check and what have you to check your facts because lo and behold, even those sites can be wrong every now and then as well. well that may have agendas just like anything else does. Correct. And and that that's the one rule rule of the day that I'm going to lay down, general rule of thumb, in terms of any form of media and what have you. Everybody has an agenda. Get over it. Mm -hmm. Anybody who says we don't have an agenda, they're not being honest with themselves, not being honest with you. Um, at the end of the day, you got to separate cyberspace from real life. Otherwise, you're just going to flip out and everything else, like that person did who set themselves on fire and was egged on do it, do it, do it, because that person could not differentiate real life from fantasy. Yeah. And that's something that needs to happen at home by caregivers, mentors, and what have you, because that's the best way to go about that stuff. Trying to enact certain laws, trying to do this and that, that's not going to solve the issue of trolling. Trolling's existed since civilization. It's just changed to different forms over the years. We've gotten more high-tech. Yeah. So, um, I think we'll close this episode out. Uh, check us out at thenextreport.com, where we're now growing on Google+. Plus, We're over 40 pluses now. Nice. Yes. Um, Facebook fan page is steadily going up as well. Um, hard work and dedication and all, all that. And um, hopefully we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. And for his victory in the New Hampshire primary, I was wondering what size lead do you think he needs to avoid his appointment? And also, how big is Mitt Romney's penis? Uh, and my question is regards to how turnout will affect the eventual result from Mr. Chairman. Do you believe that Mitt Romney has a big penis? Oh. I apologize, Chairman McDonald, for that comment. Uh, we're trying to keep the conversation yeah. productive here this morning. Uh, I wanted to make sure I heard him right. <laughs> uh, yeah, your, your ears did not fail you, unfortunately. Uh, hello. Yeah, before I have my comment, I'm enjoying the discussion very much. I've been listening to C-SPAN for several years, and probably the last few days have had the highest amount of obscene callers. So I'd like to ask a procedural question. What is C-SPAN doing to crack down on these calls? Well, whenever uh, we hear something, uh, first of all, we, 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 we try to admonish. We try to cut them off as best we uh, can. We're not on any kind of thing. So 
we, we just have to do the best we can and hope that we're getting the best from our callers. It's pretty much what I can say. Yeah, it's just a shame that the level of discussion has gone down. But about the Romney situation, I actually think the attacks are the best thing that could happen for Romney. The best type of attacks that could happen whatsoever for Romney because they highlight his business experience. You go to the exit polls in New Hampshire, you see what they're voting for him for. They're voting for him because they care about the economy, because they care about winning the election. And they're voting for him because of his huge penis. All right, let's... Uh... Caller um, messing with us this morning. We hope to get the best of our callers. He uh, himself up nicely there, but let's uh, let's uh, move on. Thank you for listening to episode 33 of the Next Report, the podcast that covers Unix and Overlook pop culture. As always, we thank the introvert for the introductory theme. All audio clips are utilized under fair use.